free, but you don't even know you're free, and you're still acting like slaves. Still act like you're in bondage. I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna tell you some things you're in bondage to. Most times, people are in bondage to religion. All right. They're in bondage to their tradition. They're bondage to church belief, church, church culture, but they're not free. And my goal is to show you in the word. I'm going to say some things today that's going to make your curly hair straight and your straight hair curly. Uh, this, is, this is going to shock some of you, some things I may say today, I may wait the next Sunday if I get to it, because I want to take my time with this message. Oh, my message today, I'm telling you, the songs, every song she did today, and I'm not just saying this, it's in line with the scripture, what, what I'm teaching today. Is about knowing the truth. Knowing the truth. If we really knew what Christ did on the cross and we know the truth, we will be free. If we only knew that. Because sometimes you can see certain things and you know, but we'd be so, so tied up to what we have been taught in church. Well, this is, you know, this is what they taught me. This is what I've heard. This is what I've heard. Because you, you can hear something for so long and you can believe it's true. You can hear something for so long and you can believe it's true. Amen. So if you're here today, you have your Bible, your iPhone, your iPad, you have it written in stone, just lift it up and say, I got, I got it. it. Say, this is my Bible. This is, my Bible. This is the word of God. Word of I am I what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. So today, my mind is receptive. Is that how it go? My mind is alert. I'm not going to miss it. My heart is receptive to the word of God in my life would never be the same in Jesus' name. Amen, 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 amen. I want to talk about know the truth. Some of us heard about the truth. And some of us, we listen, but we have heard, but we don't really listen to the truth. And see, that's why we don't know how to rightly divide the word of God. But I want to talk about knowing the truth. Say that with me. Say, knowing the truth. And since people you, you've heard say, well, you know the truth, the truth set you free. But you got to understand, it's the truth that you know that's going to set you free. It's not just knowing the truth. The truth that you know that's going to set you free. Like we was talking about, you know, the, the, the slaves, that they didn't know it, but so they, was, they were still enslaved because they didn't know. That two years prior to that, they were already free. And you got to understand, two, over 2,000 years ago, that's what set you free. It's the word that sets you free. It's the truth that sets you free. Amen? Amen, amen, amen. And churches, you can go to, you can go to church's church uh, as well. Hallelujah. Yes. Amen, amen. And Keelan will lead you there. Hallelujah. Knowing the truth. Let's go to the book of John, chapter 8, 28. Let's go, I want to start there. I want to start there. John, chapter 8, 28. John 8, 28. John, chapter 8, 28. Yeah, I'm going to start right there. <clears throat> then I'm going to go somewhere else. Are you there yet? John chapter 8, 28. <clears throat> We're talking about knowing the truth. Because many people are still bound. 
They're bound in their consciousness. They're bound in religion. They're bound in tradition. They're not free yet. And so I go, we're talking about knowing the truth. It's the knowing of the truth that's going to set you free. Not knowing about it, but it's knowing means to experiencing it. The truth, that's what's going to set you free. Let's go to John chapter 8, 28. Let's look at that. And this is what he said. He says, and Jesus said unto them, when they have lifted up the Son of Man, when they lifted up the Son of Man, see, that goes again. You know, we talked about that before. When they have lifted up the Son of Man, then they shall know that I am he. Because it was talked about Jesus being lifted up on the cross. He was talking about the story was what was going to happen. But many people know what happened, but they don't know why it happened. We don't know why it happened. He says, when the Son of Man is lifted up, then they should know that I am He. And that I do nothing of myself, but as my Father hath taught me, I speak these things. I speak these things. And uh, 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 let's, next verse, it says, it says and he sent, he sent me, he, and He that sent me is with me. And the Father hath not left me alone. For I, all, I do always those things which please him. Verse 30. He says, for, for he spoke these words, many believed on him. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed on him. These are fellow believers now. If you believe on him, this is another prerequisite right here. This is prerequisite of knowing the truth. He says, and, and Jesus said to those which believed on him. If you what? What he says, come on. Continue in my word. Then you are my disciples. Then you are. I'm going I'm to go somewhere with this. I'm gonna, that's John um, 8.31. I'm going to take my time because we got, we got to get this here because many people are not free. He said, and Jesus said to those Jews which believed on him, if you continue, what does continue mean? Keep going. Keep going. Don't stop. In my word. See, some people, you know, they pick the word up, then they give, you know, they, they in, they out of the word, they don't know if, they, if they're going or coming. He says, he says, then you are my disciples. And dis disciples means a learner, a pupil, a student, a, a, a disciplined one. You got to make a, a decision to learn the word of God, to see what the word of God has to say. Not so much, oh, my pastor said, you know, most of the people on the street, yeah, you know, my pastor said this, my pastor said that. I'm like, but what, what does the word say? And like Jesus asked his disciples, now who do you say I am? You tell me what everybody else said. Well, they said this here and some said this, but who do you say? You got to have a knowing. He says, then you are my disciples and you shall what? Know that you should know, you should know, uh, uh, you should know the truth. That means you should experience it. You have a revelation of it. When you continue in the Word of God, you will have a revelation of it. See, pastors give this, this, this connotation like, you come to me, come to me, you know, if you want something, come to me. No, 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 you need to go to God. And then what I'm teaching is going to give you a revelation of what you have already been studying, already been reading. He says, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. It's the truth that you know that's going to make you free. Not the truth that somebody else said. It's the truth that you know. When you get a revelation, oh, this is real. 
and you going back and studying it, that's what's going to make you free. And see, many people are still bound. We're bound to tradition. We're bound in laws. We're bound in a lot of legalism, a lot of all these things that are happening. And let's go to another scripture. I'm going somewhere with this, so it may seem like I'm going here and there, but I want to take you somewhere with where, where, where I'm going. I want to take my time as a pastor, teacher. Let's go to the book of Matthew chapter uh, 9. Let's go to Matthew chapter 9. Verse, chapter 9, verse 14. 9.14 I want to talk about knowing the truth because many people are still bound to the law. Many people get, you know, just upset because of, of the law and things that all those things was, was happening and, you know, uh, the, the laws of Moses and things of that nature. Many, many people are mixing the, the, the grace of what Christ has done and, and then what Moses has done, you, and you know, you, 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 can't, you can't continue to do that if you're going to be free. I want to show you from the scripture standpoint. When you, that's why I tell you, always, when you go line upon line, precept upon precept, never get caught up in what a preacher say. Always see what he's teaching from the word. Always see what he's teaching from the word and back it up scripture by scripture. That's our agenda here at Victory. It says, Okay, here we go. Then his disciples came to him. It says, and his disciples of John came to him. He said, disciples of John, or the students of John came to him. They came to Jesus. He said, why do the Pharisees fast often? But your disciples, they don't even fast. Ooh, they're not fasting. Ooh, man, I thought it was very religious to fast, you know. Let's go to the next verse. And Jesus said to, to, unto to them, can the children of the bridegroom mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom shall be, be taken from them, and then shall they fast. Next verse. No man put a piece of new cloth in an old garment. Some of y'all try to do that, but they ain't working. For that which is put and to fill it, fill it, fill it up, take it from the garment. And, and the, the rent is made worse, or the, or the tiring is made worse. You see the word rent, because we don't use that word today, rent. I rent my shirt. No, I tore it. It's made worse, okay? Neither do, my, do, neither do men put new wine into old bottles, else the bottles break, and the wine runneth out, and the bottles perish, but they put new wine into new bottles, and both are preserved. And see, what was happening here, the Pharisees, they was always operating under the old covenant laws and things of that nature. And they were trying to mix it with the new. This was what Jesus was talking about. Because he was wondering, why, why they, the Pharisees, you got to understand, the Pharisees are very legalistic people. They always want to mix the law and, you know, and, and grace and what Christ has done. And you can't do that. That's why people stay in bondage. That's why people keep on a, having a sin consciousness. That's why people keep talking about, you know, brother, I'm just an old sinner saved by grace. God does not call you a sinner. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You're not bound under the laws, under the, under the laws of Moses that was written in stone. And many people still think that way. But I want to show you in Scripture that you're not. That's why people can't get free. 
That's why people can't get free because they're bound on their tradition. And Jesus told them that your traditions, that's what's going to keep, cause the word of God to be ineffective. Your religious traditions will cause you to be ineffective. And I want to show you that. Let's, now let's go to uh, Galatians chapter uh, 3. Let's go to Galatians chapter 3, verse 24. Galatians chapter 3, 24. Now, that's why when we come here, we, we, try to, we try to go to the scripture. I don't try to just give you my opinion. See, that's what messes up a lot of people. They, they're so hooked up to what a pastor say because the, the pastor give one scripture and that's basically it. But here we come, we come to teach. I want to show you what's in the word of God. How many people you, how many of you heard, you can honestly say, oh yeah, brother, I heard, you know, that we, we know we're not all brother, we're still under the law. Jesus said that, you know, he didn't come to take away the law, but he came to fulfill the law. We're still under the law. How many of you heard that? And maybe I've confessed that or said that, yes. that you're still under the laws and things of that nature. Yes. You know, Jesus, when something is fulfilled, there's no, no more room for anything else. Mm-hmm. You got to understand what happened on the cross. What Jesus did on the cross, and I'm going to take you to the scripture. Now, like I tell people, now, if, if, you, if it's something that I'm saying that you don't feel is right, show me in Scripture. Show me in Scriptures. Show me where the Bible says I'm wrong. Because I'm going to take you to the Scripture. I'm showing you Scriptures. That's, this, is that fair? Okay. This is what he said. In Galatians, where, where am I? Where, 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 are we? where are we? Galatians chapter 3, 24. This is says, wherefore the law was what? A schoolmaster to do what? To bring you somewhere, to bring you to Christ. To bring you to him. Because see, Moses lifted up that, that serpent. But Jesus was what? Lifted up on the cross. That's why he said that when I am lifted up, I'm going to draw all men unto me. All the judgment of men. Because like when, when, uh, uh, when God told Moses... When the people was like was bending and all this kind of stuff with serpents, and he said, We'll lift it up and have the people to look up what's the, up the serpent, and they'll be healed. There won't be any more deaths. It's the same thing what happened with Jesus was a type of that. When you begin to look at what happened on the cross, that's what's going to set you free. It says, Wherefore the law is our schoolmaster to bring us to Christ, that we might be justified what? By faith. That means not by your works. Because the law was there because you couldn't, you couldn't get good enough by the law. That's why they was always bringing sin offerings all the time. Turtle doves and, and bulls and goats and all these kind of stuff. To the, to every year they was reminded of the sins. But the Bible said you should have no more conscience of sin. See, sin is another word. It means, it means uh, the Greek word means to miss the mark. From the New Covenant standpoint, it means to miss the mark. You missed it. That's why the word of God says we all fall short. That's why Paul said the things that I want to do, I don't do. And the things that I should be doing, uh, 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 you know, the opposite of that. Because he had always something going on. That's why the word of God said that when he don't, he don't judge you according to your, your, your sins. This is what the Bible says. Now, see, you have, there are consequences. You can get yourself in some situations because of what you do. But God ain't putting a curse on you. That ain't true. I don't care what any pastor says because it's not in the Bible. It says, but after it says, okay, but it says, but we have might be justified by, we have been made justified, 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 just if you never sinned by faith. It says, but after the faith is come, 
There is no longer, there's no, we're no longer under what? The schoolmaster. So what was the schoolmaster? The law. The law. The laws of Moses was the schoolmaster. That's what, that's what he said. The law was what? Our schoolmaster. But then it says, but 25 says, but, but after faith is come, there's no longer, we are no longer under a schoolmaster. Then verse 26 says, for we are all the children of God by faith in Jesus Christ. That's verse 27. But many of you have been baptized into what? Into Christ. Baptized into Christ. Baptized means to be submerged. We said we've been baptized into Christ. He didn't say we've been baptized in water. Because he told, he told, like he says, he said, John baptized you with water. But I'm going to baptize you in my spirit. See, water baptism is good just for the sake of just uh, 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 under the new covenant. It's just for the, the world to know what you have done. But you've already been baptized into Christ. You've been baptized into him. Baptized means submerged into, into him. Because while Christ was there, there was no longer need for the baptizing of Christ because Christ was there. And so they use that water as a type of submersion, as a type of cleansing. But now we have been cleansed in Christ. Yes, I believe in water baptism, things like that. But water baptism don't get you to heaven. Water baptism don't save you. Because most times people say, oh, brother, I've been baptized. What does that mean? I mean, the Bible says you're not saved by baptism. You're saved by Christ and him alone. That's, that's, that's what you're saved by that. You've been submerged. You've been baptized into the Spirit. I can, I can show you many other scriptures that talk about baptized, but being baptized into Christ. Verse 27, he said, we are children of God. For, for many of you have been baptized in Christ, have put on Christ. So there's neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither bond or free. There's neither male or female. For we are all one in Christ Jesus. For if you be Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. The Bible says that Abraham believed God and he became the righteous of God. It wasn't by Abraham's works. He believed God. That's what the Bible says. He believed God. I, I'm just trying to show you something. He believed God, what God has said. Amen? Praise the Lord. He believed God. And so we got to understand who we are. We got to understand we're going to be free. The Bible talks about, you know, the song. He said, he, he made me worthy, so I am free. But many people don't believe it. They're still trying to make it into heaven. I'm trying to make it in. I'm doing my best. I'm trying to make it in. Oh, I won't stop. I'm doing, you know, they struggle, 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 trying to make it in by works. Nine and nine and a half won't do. You got to make a hundred. Nine and nine and a half won't do. You got to make, you know, they sell some, some pretty, fast songs to sing, but that ain't got to do with the scripture. You can't find that in the scripture. The Bible says you are saved by grace, not by your works. You're saved by what Christ has done and not what you have done. See, many people are constantly struggling trying to get to heaven, and that's why they're not free in their minds. That's why they're still struggling, and the pastor's fault to keep people under bondage. They want to keep you right there, and it's very cultic too. When a pastor thinks he has you, you got to do it this way. You don't do this way, you're cursed. And people have been telling people that kind of stuff. And Jesus said, you have been freed from the curse. I have freed you from the curse. 
On the Old Testament, there was curses under the law and things of that nature because people could not fulfill the law. So there was really there was a really struggle there. But the Bible says that the, the, the bulls, the blood of bulls and goats, cannot take away the sins. Jesus came; He took away your sin. You have already been forgiven, and I'm going to show you some scriptures on that. You have been forgiven, so we thank God for His forgiveness on a daily basis. The Bible says, "Now we confess our sins." Confess means to own up to, to acknowledge it. God, I missed it. I missed the mark. I missed it. I'm going to take you to the Word. Let's go to the book of Colossians. Colossians chapter 2. I'm going to read from the, the, the New King James Version. So it just, it just used words that we mostly use today. Colossians. We got to know the truth. And we're going to be free. Colossians chapter 2. I'm going to start at uh, uh, um, I'm going to start at verse 11. So the verse 11. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. Colossians chapter 2, are you there yet? Amen. Okay. It says, in him or in whom we are circumcised with, with circumcision made without hands and putting off the body of sin of the flesh of the circumcision of Christ buried with him. Okay, wait a minute. Let me read my Bible. I want y'all to see this here. Colossians chapter 2, verse 11. In him or in whom we are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands, putting off the body of sins of the flesh. Of the flesh. We see the word of the flesh. That basically means of your own natural way of doing things. See, every time people hear the word flesh, they always think of sin. That means your own carnal way of doing things. When you look it up from the Greek standpoint. Because we've heard, every time we hear the word flesh, we always think of sin. No, basically, I can do things in the spirit. I can do things in the, the flesh. That was my own way of thinking. I did it because I wanted to do it that way. Or the own human nature. That's what that means. It says of the flesh, by the circumcision of Christ. It says, buried with him. Check this out now. Buried with him in baptism in which you are raised with him. See, the Bible says we have already been buried with him. He already counted us buried with him. People always had this struggle, like, you know, about baptism, this baptism, that, everything. But when you know the truth, that's what makes you free. This is what the Bible says in the New Covenant. It says, buried with him in baptism in which you were raised with him through faith. You know, you, when Jesus was raised from the dead, you was raised from the dead. No, brother, that's not dead. This is what the Bible says now. Wait a minute. People are, you, they see the Bible's already counted you worthy before you even got there. And I'm going to show you some other scriptures that's going to blow your mind. Which you, he says, which you were raised with him through faith in the working of God. In the working of who? God. And not of yourself. God already is through Christ. I want us to get this. And we're going to be free and know who we are in Christ. We got to know that you are free from the principles of the law. You're free from the principles of abundance of the sin consciousness and all this stuff. But it says in baptism, you are raised with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead 
It says, in you, being dead in trespasses. In you, being dead in trespasses. In uncircumcision of your flesh. He has made you alive with Christ. Having what? Having what? Having forgiven you of all, all, how many, some of your trespasses? Did you say all? 98? 99. What does that mean? What does all mean? It's like when a, when a robber comes to you, I want all your money. Can I keep one penny? No, I want all of it. This is what the Bible said, but we can't believe this. We're so stuck in our religious way of thinking, we can't believe what Christ has already done. It's the finished work of Christ that this was done. It was a finished work. He didn't come here for nothing. The Bible said it is, it'll be in vain. If your sins are not be forgiven, it's about your own works, your own works of righteousness. You, it, 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 him going to the cross will be in vain. He said that the book of Galatians talks about that. Because he said, if righteousness come by works, then he died in vain. He talks about it in the Galatians. This is where I am, okay? He says, and you, and you being dead in trespasses and circumcision of your flesh, of your own nature, he made alive, he made alive with him, having forgiven you of all your trespasses. See, we can't believe that. No, you got to do something. You got to work it out. You got to work it out. And then he says, verse 14, having, having wiped out the handwritten, handwritten requirements that was against us. All the things that Moses written, all those laws we couldn't stand up to, that was against us. But when Jesus went to that cross, he took that, he took every sin, every sin to the cross with him. But we, we don't believe this yet because the most churches, they're not teaching this. It says, and the requirements that was against us, and that was contrary to us, and that he, that he has taken it out away, nailing it where? Nailing it to the cross. Everything that was against you. He said he forgave you for all your trespasses. Everything that was against you, he nailed it to the cross. And the Bible says, having disarmed principalities and powers, disarmed it. That means you got a weapon that's disarmed from you, you have no power. And made a public spectacle of them, triumphant over it. Then it says after that, it says, so don't let nobody judge you of food or drink. Because he is under the law now. Or, 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 or regarding festivals of a new moon and Sabbath, which are shadows of things to come, but the substances of Christ. Let no man cheat you. Of, of, of your reward, taking delight in false humility and worship of angels, intruding in those things which he have not seen. People get into intruding in a whole lot of stuff that they don't even know what they're talking about and what they're doing. It says, and it says, uh, uh, and vainly puffed up in, in fleshly mind, and not holding fast to the head of whom the, all the body nourished, knit, and joint. And, and, and ligaments grows with an increase that is, is from God. Therefore, if you, if you died with Christ from the basic principle of the world, why, and though, though you're living in the world, do not subject yourselves to, to, 
to regulations. Okay, what does King James Version say? Verse 20. Uh huh. It said, and having, and having made peace through the, blood of the, through the blood of his cross by him, we reconcile all things unto himself by him. I say, whether they are things in earth or things in heaven. Okay, this is uh, Colossians uh, 3, verse, I mean, 2, 2 verse 20. Two twenty goes. That was a good one too. Now I was like, wait, me connect that one. Colossians two twenty. Colossians two twenty. If we be dead with Christ mm -hmm. from the redemption of our was that? Hmm? Okay, because I can't see. Wherefore, if ye be dead with Christ uh -huh. from the rudiments of the world, why is thou living in the world? Are you subject to ordinance? Right. See, there's a lot of there's a lot of that going on in the Old Testament. They were subject to all those rules and regulations and all things. But when Christ has set you free, Christ has set you free. Yeah. And I'm going to take you somewhere else. I'm going to take you somewhere else as well. This is really going to... Then it said, right after it says, do not touch, do not taste, do not handle. All these things. I mean, what church? You know, well, you brother, when you come to church, you got to wear this here. Your, your dress got to be this length here. You got to, you know, you can't do this, you can't do this. You know, you, you can't wear short sleeves. You can't, you know, all these, all these rudiments and regulations that most of you have heard been passed down to church you got to do it this way you got to wear this your hair too long your hair too short don't cut your beard cut your beard and all this other kind of stuff that goes on some places don't believe that you should have hair on your face and some places do the believe you have hair on your face but don't get caught up in that all this stuff certain things a lot of things that go on and now I'm going to take you to, we're going on a little journey here we're talking about I'm talking about the, knowing the truth Many of us don't know the truth because we haven't spent time in the Word. We haven't spent any time in the Word. That's why we don't really know the truth. And the Bible says it's the truth, the knowing of the truth, that's going to set you free. Let's go to uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 3. We're going to see some, we're gonna see some, in, um, some people going to see some things about the law that they didn't even know in a minute. Second Corinthians chapter 3. See, all these things is not because of us. I'm going to start at verse 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 5. Wow. This is really interesting. I know sometimes people get mad, you know, they was moving the... Uh, yeah, I understand what they meant, you know, they was moving the... the, 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 the the Ten Commandments and all this stuff. It was just good religious things that stones and things of that nature. But I'm going to show you something in the Bible here. I'm going to show you something now. It says, not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything as, our, of, our, as of ourselves, but our sufficiency of God. That basically means everything you are, everything that you ever will be, is because of God, not because of you. That's right. Not because of what you, what you can do. Let's go to the next verse. It says, who have made us able ministers of the New Testament. Now, we are ministers of what? The New Testament. If he was the old and new, he would say ministers of the old and new testament. You got to get this. Now, the, the, the Old Testament was types and shadows of things to come. It was a type of something. Just like when Moses lifted up the, the serpent, Jesus was lifted up on the cross. That's what I'm saying. So basically, the difference. 
when, when, when they was bringing the sacrifices to, into, the, to, into the Holy of Holies, Jesus said, I'm going to be the perfect sacrifice because God is not satisfied with the sacrifice of blood of bulls and goats because it doesn't take away sins of the world. It's only keep you reminded every year because they had to go in every year to be reminded of sins. Every year to be forgiven of sins. But you have been forgiven. Okay, we have been able ministers of what? The New Testament, not the letter. It says not the letter, because see the letter was written in stone. I'm gonna show you something here. I want y'all, that's why I want y'all to read it. So you won't say, oh, that pastor said this here. Ooh, oh, right, he said this. Ooh, I don't know about that. I want to show you what the Bible says now. Are y'all are you everybody seeing this, right? I'm only reading what the Bible says. It says, Who have made us able ministers of the New Testament, not of the latter, but the Spirit. For the latter kills, but the spirit gives life. The latter kills. See, you got to understand, kill a bit. The kills means, it doesn't mean a physical death. It means, a, when the Bible says, uh, uh, just like when the, when, the, when the prodigal, when the father said, my son once was dead, but now he's alive because he came back to the father's house. Death means separation. The latter separated you from God. It lets you know that you wasn't worthy. You couldn't even get to God. But it said, but the spirit gives life. Verse 7. But if but if if the ministration of death, ooh, if the ministration of death written in engraving in stones, wait a minute, what was written in stone? If you watch the, the, the Ten Commandments, you know it's written in stone. The, the, the law was written in stone. With his finger, he written this in stone with his finger. This is the Bible says if the ministration of death, he called it the ministration of death. It was a death because it didn't give life. Uh, written and engraven in stone. This is in your Bibles. Now you read your Bible. This is right. It's in your Bibles. Second Corinthians chapter three, verse seven. Was, it says, "Was glorious, so that the children of Israel could not steadfastly behold the face of Moses for the glory of his countenance, which glory was was to be done away. Which glory was to be done away? Because he was telling you, it's going to be done away with. What you see it now? This written in stone. These laws are going to be done away." That's why the Bible says, if, if, if the, if the uh, old covenant did you any good, there wouldn't be any need for a new covenant. I know some of you are like, oh my goodness, I, ain't, I never thought of that before. Oh my goodness. Even though I'm showing you the scriptures, people, sometimes people can point the fingers at me like, oh, I don't, know, I don't know what he's talking about. I'm showing you what the word says. It's in your Bibles. It says now, but if, if the ministration of death Written, he's telling you exactly what it is. Written and engraven in stones. The laws was written in stones. It was written in stone. If you read your Bible, you watch any Moses show, it was written in stone. It says, what's glorious, it was glorious. It was God's commandment, but meaning we couldn't, we couldn't stand up to it. That's why they couldn't face, uh, 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 the children of Israel could not steadfastly behold the face of Moses for the glory of his countenance, which, which glory was, was to be done away. Verse, verse uh, 8. How shall not the ministration of the Spirit be rather glorious? Because it's going to give you life. The ministration of the Spirit, uh, of, as we minister the, the, the Spirit, it gives life. Let's go to the next verse, verse 9. For the ministration of the so he said, for the ministration of condemnation, for if the ministration of oh, see, that's why the Bible tells us in um, uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 1, there is no what? 
condemnation to them that are in Christ. But if you are under the law, there was condemnation. Because it says, for if the, the ministration of condemnation be glory, much more, much more does the ministration of righteousness exceed glory. Exceed in glory. I'm just, I, I pray that you get this. But this is just the beginning of a series. If you don't understand it, don't worry about it right now. You will. You will. This is going to set you free. When you start thinking about, ooh, you know, you start looking at folk, it'll take your eyes off judging people. You got to understand what Christ has already done for them. They just don't know it yet. See, they don't know the truth that already set them free. But when they get a revelation of truth, that's what's going to set them free. You're looking at what they're doing. God has already dealt with what they're doing. They just need to receive what he's already done so they can get a revelation of it. It says, for if the ministration of condemnation be glory, much more does the ministration of righteousness exceed glory. Verse 10, for even that which was made glorious had no glory in, res in respect by reason of the glory that excel. Verse 11, for if that which is done away, he said, he said here we go again now. He said, if that which is done away is glorious, what was done away with? You're talking about the law. He's going back to that done away. And it's tripping some people out because some people feel like, gosh, I thought we were still under the law. I thought we were still uh, 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 under the, the Mosaic laws. I thought we were still there, you know, and, and you're saying something that differently that I, you know, that I thought, you know, was, was still, we were still right there, you know, uh, 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 under the law. And many people do. And that's what keeps them from being free. That's what keeps them from, from, from enjoying life. People can go to church five days a week and still don't be free. They be in bondage. I'm saying some people. I ain't saying everybody. I'm saying some people go to church because they're not really hearing truth. It says, for if for that which is done away is what's good, was. It says was. Remember we talked about in the uh, book of Galatians first and um, talked about uh, the law was our schoolmaster to bring us to Christ. Mm -hmm. Now that we can live by faith, now that faith is come, we don't have no longer be under the schoolmaster. You're not under the laws anymore. You're not under the Mosaic laws. Those people never was free. They already had, always had a sin consciousness. Like this verse, verse 12. Seeing then that we have such hope, we, we, we use great plainness of speech, or boldness of speech. See, now that we can, we can speak, uh, 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 it says seeing then that we have such hope, we have a greatness, we have plainness of speech, a boldness. Not as Moses, because, okay, now who created, who, who was that there putting that finger on the, the, doing the law? That was who? Moses. And he says, not as Moses now, which put a veil over his face, that the children of, God, children of Israel could not steadfastly look to the end of which is abolished. It was abolished. The laws were abolished. But their minds were blinded. Their minds were blinded. For until this day remained the same veil, veil, until this day, untaken away in the reading of the Old Testament. They still want to buy them to the Old Testament. But that's for our learning. Which veil is done, is done away with in Christ? It was done away with in Christ. But even until this day, when Moses, when Moses is read, the veil is upon their heart. They're still in bondage. The veil is still in their heart. That's why you hear a lot of people say a lot of things, you know, about busting hell wide open and all this kind of stuff. And you're going to do it. Jesus didn't even say. 
They're in bondage. They're not living free. Mm. It's in the heart. Nevertheless, nevertheless, when it shall return, nevertheless, when it shall return, turn to the Lord, the veil will be taken away. See, so now the spirit, now the spirit, the Lord is spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So if, it were, if the opposite of liberty is bondage. See, liberty, liberty means freedom. You see, liberty, liberty means freedom. But if there's no freedom, the opposite of freedom, that means you're chained up. Now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord, where the, where the Lord, where the spirit is Lord is, there's liberty. Mm. I pray that we're getting this. this, this uh, uh, but we're going we're to go through this. We're going to be breaking it down little bit by little. I'm showing you what the Bible says. But if you want to steal, you know, people talk a whole lot of stuff, and they're not free. Because they're not listening to what the Bible says, what the God is trying to show them. They're trying to get their, they still think they can get good enough to work for God and get good enough and claim victory. Jesus said, no, 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 no. He said, neither, no man should boast. No, you, you shouldn't boast because you're not saved by your works. You say by his grace, that unmerited favor, unmerited favor that we have. Mm. And I'm going to show you something else. It's not by works. I'm sure it's not by your works. <laughs> Go to Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4. Let me know if you're there. Who is it that God justifies? You know, and that's why it, it, it kind of angers me because a lot of times these pastors get up and preach every time, repent, repent, and come home to the, the Lord, repent, 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 repent. That doesn't seem they may repent a religious word. Repent basically means to change your thinking, change your change your way of your thinking, get your thinking back on top again. When when John told uh, uh, the people that Jesus is coming, let's repent, let's repent, repent. He wasn't talking about necessarily from he wasn't talking about from sin. He was just going to get your thinking right because Jesus is coming. He's, he's, he's coming in. Let's make way for him. Because if, that, if that's true, when God said he repented when he made man, that means that God sinned then. And you know that God didn't sin. That means change of mind. Change your way of thinking. See, that's why I don't allow nobody to come just try to dump no religious stuff on me. I've had it done. Sometime before church and after church, in the restaurant, people say, you know, man, you know, when you know who you are, you're free. Uh-uh. No. I don't allow it. I know who I am. God knows me very well. He know my cell phone number. He know my address. He know where I live. What I'm telling you, if God want to deal with me, he comes to me. God loves me that much. I'm not... Of God, like God, oh God, going to come in and cause me to have a car accident. These stupid mm, preachers preaching that stuff. Your father's like, you know, it's like you a parent. You get mad at your child. I'm going to set them up. I'm going to cause them to have an accident. See, that don't sound good, do it? So how much more your heavenly father want to cause something bad, burn your house down? Oh, maybe God is trying to tell you something. No, God will tell you something way before that. God is going to burn your house down. The Bible said that, he said that if you read your Bible, the Bible tells that Christ said, I come to give you life. 
and life more abundantly, Satan come to what do what? Steal, kill, and destroy. He come to destroy your stuff. He come to take your money. It don't benefit God taking your money. Hmm. I want to go to Romans chapter 4. I want to get verse 5. Romans chapter 4, verse 5. Now I'm going to start at verse, uh, verse 4. Start at verse 4. Uh, Romans 4, 4. I want to read that one first. Look at verse 3. Go to verse 3. I'm going to see verse 3. Okay, I'm sorry, right there. <laughs> Romans chapter 4, verse 3. If y'all don't get this, that's on you. Uh, uh, and pray, I pray that you get to have a spirit of wisdom. The God gives you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of his word. That you can walk this thing out. I pray for a spirit of, that you have a spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge. God shows you. See, something God has to reveal it to you. That's what the word of God says to study, to show yourself approved. And this one says, for what it says is, Abraham believed God. He believed what God had said. And it was counted unto him for righteousness. He just believed. And that would make him righteous. Your righteousness don't come how good you do things. You got to get this. Righteousness doesn't come by how good you do things. Oh, I'm righteous. I didn't cuss today. I'm righteous. I didn't. Do this today. I'm righteous because, you know, I didn't slap the lady at Walmart today. But he says, Abraham believed God. It was counted for him for righteousness. Because there was a time that Abraham disobeyed God in the, as well. Next verse, verse 4. Now to him that worketh is reward, the reward not reckoned of grace. But of death, I'm going to say right there. Now, him, now to him that worketh is the reward not reckoned of grace. Wait a minute, I want you to get this. You working something, it ain't going to be by your grace. It's going to be out of debt. You did out of debt. You working hard. Ooh, I'm working to please the Lord. Ooh, I'm working. Oh, I'm working. I'm going to please the Lord. God, I'm not going to cuss no, I'm not going to cuss today. Lord, I'm not going to do this today. Oh, I'm not going to slap nobody today, Lord. Uh, you know, Lord, I'm not going to throw the bird today. I'm not going to do nothing. I'm going to be really, really good today. He says, that's out of debt, but it's not out of grace. Go to verse 5. Now, this is what's going to blow your mind, verse 5. But to him that worketh not, but believe, check this out, but believe on him that justifies who? Justify what? He, he justified the ungodly. The people you think ain't justified, he justified it. The person smoking that weed and uh, you know all this kind of stuff and uh, smoking that snoring that crack, God justified them. They just got to get to the point where they believe what God has already done, and that's what's going to set them free. Why you walking around, boy? You better put that bottle down. You know you gonna go here, why? You know it's all that crazy stuff. This one just go around and slapping everybody. You know, just like Lord, did you know, I? I just, just talked to God after the fact. But 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 to him that worketh not. But believe on him that justified the ungodly. Now, I'm not teaching these things so you just go out and do a whole lot of crazy stuff. That's what I'm doing. But God justified the ungodly. 
God justified you before you put the bottle down. God justified you before you put the crack down. He, he justified you then. He says, he says, God just, it, that worketh not, but believe on him that justified who? He didn't say the godly. Because we always treat that God justified the people that are doing right. Ooh, he don't do, oh, sister so-and-so, she's a good person. Ooh, I know, ooh, I know she got a good place in heaven. How you know? She could be the most hellish person that is. You just didn't know about it. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying. We get our own. See, that's when we operate in the flesh, your own human nature. But it says that God justified the ungodly. His faith is counted for righteousness. His faith because he believed God. Not because he did this, that, and the other. Not because, Lord, I went, got baptized, so I'm good. Not because, I, you know, oh, I went to church five days a week, I'm good. Oh, Lord, I didn't cuss any day. Oh, I cuss one day a week, so I'm still, I still should be pretty good. Okay, nine and nine and a half, point nine. That should get me good. So, you know, and that, you know so, uh, so all of those things that, that we see, that we hear. Mm. But it's God that, that justifies the ungodly. He says, he says even... <laughs> His, he says, even as David also described the blessedness of the man. Check this out. David even describes the blessedness of the man. I'm going to get this. I'm going to say it again. David even what? Describes the blessedness of, of, of the man. One more time. I want you to see this scripture. David even describes the blessedness of a man. Okay. It says, whom, okay, now unto whom God imputed righteousness without works. Let's start right there. He imputed what? Righteousness without what? Works. What it means is, works means how good you are, how good you think you did it. You know, oh, I'm striving to be saved. Oh, I'm striving to be saved. I'm saved one day and I say the other. That, mm, gosh, I can't find any words I can say without saying Brisbane being just... Uh, uh, you know, because some people say you say one day, you're not saved the next day. Oh, you know, when you, when you do wrong, you're not saved. When you do right, you're saved. That's not the Bible. That's not the Bible. He has eternal redemption. Not sometimes up, sometimes down redemption. It's eternal. That's why you don't let no man judge you. You go to God. Now, I'm telling you Bible now. See, sometimes you can hear a lot of stuff that's not Bible and you think I'm not teaching Bible. I'm showing you right in the scriptures. I'm showing you, I'm showing you in scripture here. Uh, it says, now David described the blessing of a man whom, whom, whom God imputed righteousness without works, saying, check this out now, saying, blessed are those whose iniquities are forgiven. It tripped him out. They ain't working for it. But he says, man, they are forgiven. And people, I, it may be you, begging God to forgive you. Oh, Lord, please forgive me. Oh, God. Oh, Lord, please forgive me. I'm not going to do it no more. No, you're going to make do it again. Oh, God, please forgive me. Please forgive me. Oh, Lord. Yeah, yeah, you, see, you got to understand. God knows you. God knows the forgiveness. He knows what you're saying. Just like he told Peter. He, Peter, he said, Jesus, uh, Peter, Peter said, Peter, you're going to deny me. You're going to deny me three, three times for a crow uh, cock twice. You, you, you're going to deny me. Oh, gee, I ain't going to deny you. See, he lied then. But in his heart, you know, his heart was right. It's just, it's, yeah, right. His flesh was weak. You know what I'm saying? So God knows you. God knows where you live. 
He know your cell phone number too. And some of y'all change your cell phone numbers like you change, you know, something, something. Yeah, your draws. You know, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> blessed is the man who's imputed righteousness. He's saying blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven. Are forgiven. Not someday going to be forgiven. And whose sins are covered. Your sins have been covered. Thank God we have a communion today. Mm. Blessed is a man whom the Lord will not impute sin. He's not charging you with your sins. Now, get me wrong now. There, you, you have uh, uh, consequences for it. Natural consequences for it. But God, you know, but the thing is, but we deal with those issues. But we start, people start telling you, oh, brother, you know, you're not blessed because of it. You're not blessed because of it. You know, you're not going to, you know. And people, all people in your ears. You got to get people out of your ears. And that's why we have Q&A cards. We have questions and answer cards, too. If you have any questions about anything that, I, that I'm teaching, uh, just, just begin to, to write it down and ask the question. I'll begin to give you scriptures on it. If you need to call me, hey, we can make that happen. If you need to talk about some things concerning those things. Because, I mean, I don't want people saying so I'm saying something that I'm not saying. Because in, in a service, you can't get everything in that one message. That's why we do a continuation like next Sunday where I do a part two of this message, knowing the truth. You, people are not free. I mean, people, I mean people, are just, people, people are bound. People think that God wants you to be, you know, most people think God wants you to be the poor you are, the holier you are. I mean, people teach, I mean you know, and the Bible tells us don't trust in uncertain riches, but, but in the God who, who give us richly all things to enjoy. Yes, I believe in God, what God's word said about you. That's what we believe. What does, what does the word of God say? Okay, where am I now? Did I, go to, did I go to Romans chapter 8? No. Let's go to Romans chapter 8. I'm, I'm, going, to, I'm going to end on that. Let's go to Romans chapter 8, verse 1. We're going on a, spirit, uh, a, a scriptural escapade here. Because I, I want us to get this. And then if you write these scriptures down, you can go back to it and read it again. I guarantee you God's going to give you revelation on it. Too many people are bound and not free. People, people are beating themselves up daily. Oh God, I know I ain't got this because I know I ain't, do, I ain't do what I was supposed to do yesterday. Oh, you know, if I'd have washed the dishes first, then washed the clothes, then I would, yeah, then I would have got it. I mean, just, you hear people say a lot of religious stuff, a lot of crazy stuff that come out of their mouths. It's Romans chapter 8, verse 1. Are you there? <clears throat> but the Word of God says, For there is therefore, what? No condemnation. There's therefore now. That means it's now. Right now, there's therefore no, now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. If you're in Christ, he's in you. There's no condemnation. Now, this is what your Bible says now. It says, who walk not after the flesh. I tell you, after the flesh, or, or your own human nature. Or your own ability. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus 
has made me free from the law of sin and death. I'm free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in likeness of sinful flesh and for what? For sin. Condemned sin in the flesh. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us. That the righteousness of the law be fulfilled where? In us. Because of what he has done. That one man. Because of that one man what he did. Because of that one man what he did. Because the Bible says by one man disobedience many were made sinners. And by one man's obedience many shall be made righteous. That's why you are not a sinner saved by grace. You are the righteousness of God that was saved by grace. Because we get in the habit of hearing something for so long, we'll repeat what we heard. Oh, I'm just an old sinner saved by grace. That ain't the Bible didn't say that. Find it in the Word. Like I can tell you, show, I can show you many times that you are the righteousness of God that was saved by grace. But see, we have a tendency going by what we have somebody said, passed down religious, passed down tradition, passed down stuff. We heard so much. But like I always, I always tell people, I'm never offended. People come to me and say, oh, what about this? I'm not offended. As long as you bring some scripture to me, because I'm going to show you some scripture. It says, but the righteousness of God may be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For they that are after the flesh are the human nature. They're going to do the mind, the things of the flesh. And, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. For the carnally minded is death. That's a separation. But spiritually minded is life in peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. It, it, for it is, it is not subject to the law of God. Neither indeed can be. So they can, so, so they that are the, uh, are, are in the flesh cannot please God. In the human nature, you operate in your own human ability. In your own works, you can't, you can't please God. You, gotta do, it's, you just got to be trusting God. Lord, I believe your word. I believe what you have said to me. I believe I am saved by grace. I believe your word. I believe. And you got to get to that place. And that's why you got to study this stuff if you want to be free. Because the knowing of the truth is going to set you free. Knowing the truth. Not, not hurt hearing about it, but knowing. When you start experiencing it. When you start walking in the truth. I'm going to show you one more scripture, then we're going to shut down. Go to Hebrews chapter, Hebrews chapter 1. Since this will be a good ending scripture here, Hebrews chapter 1. Hebrews chapter 1. I'll start at verse 1. <clears throat> this is what it says, Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1. He says, God in sundry times and divers minors spoke and in time passed unto the fathers of, by the prophets. Having these last days spoken unto us by his son. And so that's why you, you got to be very careful who's speaking to you. He says, whom he hath appoint, appointed heir of all things. By whom also he made the worlds. 
who being the brightness of his glory in the express image of his person, upholding all things by the word of his power. And when he had, when he had by himself purged our sins, he purged our sins. He did what? Purge our sins. What does purge mean? Purge, purge. He himself did what? Purge our sins. Purge, purge basically means basically to, to cast them out, to commit, to cleanse. To, yeah, say it again. You take, it, take away, one word is to, to take away, purge our sin. And then I remember the day I was telling you, I was telling you about some things uh, the other Sunday, you know, when, when, when I went to this service, you know, it had this tearing service, tearing service, day in the Bible. Tearing for the Holy Ghost, tearing for the day in the Bible. You're on your knees praying and spitting in a bucket, oh God, purge you. That, that ain't in the Bible. God's already purged me. And I just knew something wasn't right. I couldn't find it in the scripture then. But I just knew something was not right. Because it, it just, I just, it just, you know, you just, just you, sometimes you may not know, sometimes we can find the Bible, you just know it's that, that God's speaking to you by your spirit. So, you know, certain this ain't right. You know, I'm there on the floor. Jesus, Jesus, I mean, I mean, about a whole hour on the floor. I'm bucking in front of me. Oh, Jesus, keep saying, brother, keep saying, brother. Somebody on your back, push me. You know, I didn't feel comfortable doing that. Like, man, get off my back. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just being honest. It's like something just didn't feel right. With, but the thing is, you feared God. Hey, you have a false fear of God. You have a false fear of God because you think that they knew because they've been a long time and you haven't. And so you, you know, just go on with the flow. You say, I'm gonna look, I just look stupid, you know, but God, you know, I look stupid for you if that's the case. But God said, that ain't me. That, I mean, I know, some, I know, and, I, and I know some of you have been through the same thing. I, and I, I, I know who, and I'm not, I'm not pointing fingers. But I, just, I know who went through that. But I'm saying, but a lot of times we went through a whole lot of stuff, you know, yeah, some of y'all know what I'm talking about. If y'all know what I'm talking about, some of you know, lift your hand if you knew that and been in a situation like that. Lift your hand. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I knew that hand was coming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, but the thing is, but when you don't know, you think that they know and you don't know. They created, they made a tearing a anatomist of service now. And tearing just means to wait. And when the people that were in the day of Pentecost, they were sitting in there, they didn't know what was going to happen. They were just sitting there. They, they, they wouldn't have no buckets beside them. They were just sitting there waiting, you know, and then the word was going forth. Then they started speaking different languages. Okay, yeah, okay, they started speaking. They started speaking. Hey, man, he's speaking my language. Well, he's speaking my language too. You're not German. You're not, you know. Just a thought. But he says, but by himself has purged our sins. And after he, that, after he did that, he sat down. That means he was done. The work was complete. That's what we start, got to start believing the finished work of Christ, what Christ came to do. The finished work. Um, he sat down at the right hand of the Father in majesty on high, being made so much better than the angels. And as he has have made by inheritance, obtained a more excellent name than they. The finished work of Christ, what Christ has already done. He had already taken away your sins. He has forgiven you. He has delivered you from the curse of the law. But people start mixing their old and new together. That's when people come just, just, just totally discombobulated, confused. Like, you know, oh man, you know, I'm here. You're here one day, you're here the next day. It just skips a friend. It gives just all over the place. But the people of God shouldn't. It shouldn't be that way. We should. That's why we should know the truth. That's why it should be a, a part of something that's teaching the truth. Go teach Bible, not opinion. Not to sound good. Not to give you a good sweat. 
Not to cause you just to fall out and run around the building. Nothing wrong with rejoicing and praising God. I believe in rejoicing and praising God. There's a time for that. There's a time to sit and listen to the word. Like I said, I tell people before, you never heard and when Jesus, every time Jesus talked, and they sit on the beach to listen to him. You never seen them just running around the beach and falling out on the beach and making and saying angels and all that kind of stuff. They sat there and they heard the word. Jesus, Jesus, then Jesus got up and left. Fed the people and he left. A lot of stuff that we do in church is not in the Bible. A lot of stuff that we say in church that Jesus didn't even say. Jesus didn't do no condemnation. Jesus didn't tell people you bone bust hell wide open. Jesus said, I come to give you life. I didn't come to condemn you. I came to save you. He made us worthy by what he has done. And we have to know that. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. We're going to prepare for communion as well. You know, the Bible tells us that, uh, 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 you know, the, the, do this as often as, as often as you will do it. He says, do this in remembrance of me. And we have to think about what are we remembering? We're remembering why 